1: Four ten. Welcome back. to the Jason Greger Show coming to you live from the Ewell Studio, E W E L dot C A. You need anything electrical? They will help you out. And hey, if you just love sports, just stop in there, do a little browsing. They got the show going on in the in the main service desk. It's fantastic. Check it out, E W E L dot C A. And uh, man, we have had a great day uh, so far in the month of giving. As uh, we have it now at 6200 Getting closer to retail value, too. I like it. I like it a lot. And this is for the 2024 associate membership at the Glendale Golf and Country Club. Uh, of course, a uh, private facility just in uh, northwest Edmonton off of the Henday. Uh, Incredible layout. The course is unreal. And it has the, uh, if without am not mistaken, the only outdoor pool of any uh, golf course in Edmonton. So not only do you get the golf membership, but you also get the social members for your immediate family. Got kids, got a partner, got a wife. Hey, Kathy was bidding ladies, your husband, he doesn't golf. He can sit there, soak up the sun, get the rays, get the pool, the pool's unreal. Get on the diving board. Oh, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. You pop in there on a weeknight at like 5.30 after a hard day of work, you're just going to be like, oh, this is amazing. You sit outside all sorts of lounger chairs, so it's fantastic. And uh, currently Douglas has it at uh, 6200, so you can text in 833-401-1440. This is like a trial run for you to see if you really like it. Then, if you do, good chance to stay in. It's pretty good. Hey, guys, can an agent... Shop his player without permission? Well, shop his player, yes. Like an agent, could because they have connections, they could call up a GM, hey, you know what, uh, my guy here maybe isn't happy, maybe you want to talk to the GM about him, right? Or, hey, you know what, there's a really good player here, coach doesn't like him, you know what, that's something to look at, sure. But searching out a trade is different in the sense that we would be calling to, hey, this guy's on the market 100%, here you go. So it's, it's a different way about it. But yeah, agents could always be behind the scenes. Like I think... People would be surprised at how many. Like, remember, Zach Cassian asked for a trade. In uh, that was what, like, mid to late November. Then a few weeks later, the orders were in the tank, and so Cassian got a shift on the top line, scored, and then he went on for a calendar year to play on the top line, and had the sixth or twelfth most, even somewhere between six and twelve. I can't remember the number, but it was twenty-eight. He had twenty eight five on five goals in the calendar year from January through until December. Now that's half of two seasons. And guess what? It earned him his contract. And so, yes, I understand order fans, you didn't like the contract, which is valid, but Zach Cassian liked it. And so from a player's perspective, it's as hard as it is, you have to think you ha- and it's hard because we can't do it. Right. Think about it. Something where, you know, maybe you're at work and there's three of you up for a promotion and one person gets it. You don't. You get frustrated. She's maybe I got to get out of here. And sometimes maybe it's right. Sometimes you do have to move on. But sometimes you go somewhere else. Guess what? You end up spinning your tires. And six months later, job opens where it used to be. And now you don't get it. Right. So there is sometimes patience can help. And in the case of Broberg, I love the fact that he was annoyed that he was getting sent down. To me, that's a positive I don't want a guy to be like, woo I'm going to the minors. This is great. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Of course not. Right? You want the guy to be frustrated. You want to be a competitor. right? Um, I did see Holland and Broberg. They had a conversation in the uh, press box last night. Um, I don't know, five, six, whatever, seven minutes. And then at the end, you know, shook his hand. It was basically wishing him best. You go down there, and guess what? You play so well. And because if you're Philip Broberg, I, I remember I've talked to a few agents, and they tell their young players, remember, somebody's always watching. So even if you feel like your coach or your GM isn't necessarily in love with your game, there's 31 other teams. They got scouts, GMs. Teams are always looking to upgrade. And teams are always looking, if they can, to buy low and get a player that you buy low and he comes in and he crushes it for your team. So as hard as it is, you got to be self-motivated, right? You always have to look out for yourself as a player. That's just the truth. And as a young guy... Philip Broberg, he thought he was never going back to the minors. I get it. But he is, and so he's got two choices now. He can go down there, and uh, and he can mope, and guess what? You know what? That, oh, that does no good. Go down there, crush it, because two things happen now. It forces the order's hand a little bit to say, okay, they, hey, this is great, and it's a good problem for the orders, is they're like, well, we have to make room for him then this coming offseason. We'll have to make a move on our left side because we want this guy to play or all of a sudden other teams are like hey man you got we'll take him and they might be willing to pay more cuz they really like him and now they're going to get him so uh broberg goes down to the american league and trust me there's nothing wrong with having a player crush in the american league Right? there's good scouts out there they'll find you no question they will find you for sure Hey guys, it's crazy how you take about Broberg sounds like repo. just delete pull your RV and copy and paste Broberg. Also crazy. You basically call this move of Broberg to AJHL and Gleason to the orders reserve. You nailed it from Sean. Uh, well, Sean will be honest. I didn't think it was, uh, you know, read between the tea leaves, have a few conversations. You can kind of put two and two together. Um, and I think it's, I think it's the right decision here. I, I will say, I think this is very different than the, yes, I'll so pull Yarvi now. I always said it. the orders, they botched his first time he was called here. They rushed him to the NHL. Why? I have no idea. Remember, he scored his first goal. It was like a nothing goal late in that season opener. And then he went, what, 37 games without a goal? He wasn't NHL ready. There's nothing wrong with that, but he wasn't. Went down on the minors. Then instead of keeping him there the next year, they called him back up. Not wise. And then, of course, they had to have the little hip thing. They'd have to shave his hips down, bone spurs. So, yeah, you know, had some pain. That's unfortunate. But the best thing for him was to go back. What did he do in Finland? He regained his confidence. Then when he came back, he played all right. I don't think it, he was never going to live up to the number four draft status. And and I think it, it didn't help his cause that too many people tried to overinflate his value to the team because of some of the, you know, well, when he's on the ice, they do this. Yeah, he's on the ice, but so is 97, and he's the one controlling the play. The other guy's just out there. No offense. It's true. But Broberg really hasn't had a chance to play yet. Right? Puliarvi, the majority of his minutes came in the top six. So he had more of an opportunity. Broberg hasn't had that yet. So I don't see Broberg and Puliarvi, uh, in that same category. And he's not near, like Broberg or Puliarvi was upset and I get why. Right? And he went, he went back to Finland. Like he had lost his confidence. Broberg, I don't think has lost his confidence because he hasn't played enough to, to really lose it that bad. It's not like he's like, geez, I can't score. I can't pass. I can't skate. So he'll go down and I don't, you know, I look at Broberg and i maybe I'm wrong, but I'm one who I don't view him as a bust yet. Others have been in the NHL quicker than him. Yes, but it's not always a sprint. Look at Vince. Vincent Dayharnay is a great example. So Vinny Dayharnay, and I would highly recommend you go read the article today at ordersnation.com. I wrote about Vincent Dayharnay. You want it to? So for people who don't know, Vincent Dayharnay, of course, was drafted in 2016. A 2016. Was this 183rd pick that year. Seventh rounder. He was, uh, he was in Providence College. that had just finished his first year. He played three more years at Providence. His last year at Providence, he was actually uh, named Northeast Defenseman of the Year. Now, he's a player who's drafted. When he finished at college, guess what? There was no takers. He had to sign an American League deal, not an NHL deal. So he didn't sign an entry level deal. He said an American League deal. Started in the ECHL. Played 31 games there, got into six games in the HL. The following year was reversed. Six games in the ECHL, 37 in the American League. Then the following season, he was excited he's going to come to camp, gets injured, and then get to go to the main camp, but still played 66 games. And in March of uh, 2022, he signed a two-year deal, an entry-level deal in the National Hockey League. And then last season, again, hurt At training camp. So there's adversity twice now. You come to, you just want a chance to show. You can just show yourself to say, Hey, here's an impression. This is who I am. Doesn't happen. Gets hurt. Plays, uh, goes down to the minors, plays five games, get banged up again, then plays eight and finally gets recalled last January. Last January makes his NHL debut. The orders win the first six games that he plays. All right. They actually went 29 three and five. In his thirties, 28, 3, and 5 in his 38 games, 36 games that he played last year. Not bad. Right? Got into the playoffs. Did, did he have a few rough patches? Of course. He's essentially an NHL rookie. Now he's come in. Right? He's only played 57 games. Guess what? He was 183rd pick. Currently his 57 games played. From the 2016 draft, he's the 66th most games played. There's 15 guys who have played more, and they're already out of the league. So again, it's not who's the quickest in. It's who can stay in the longest. And you look at Desharnay evolving, growing, continuing to improve. Philip Broberg probably has a lot more maybe natural skill than, than Desharnais. I think that might be fair. But he's got to match the work ethic now, right? Like Desharnay is constantly working on his game. Got to get quicker. And go go read the article how he talks about what he's doing every day after practice now. He's working with Mark Stewart on just skill drills. And he goes, you know what? I've already noticed a difference. And in three months of me doing this every day after practice, you're going to see the difference. Pretty confident player. And so you need some adversity. So Philip Broberg has a little bit of adversity. Nothing that should derail his career. If anything, should make him a better player from it. Just how it is. 420. Let's get to the Snow Valley ski report.
3: This is the Sports
1: 1440 Ski
4: Report. Your Ski Report for Thursday, December 7th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. More snow means more terrain opening at the Jasper and Banff Resorts, and that's good news for all the ski and snowboard enthusiasts out there. Marmot Basin in Jasper is still operating on just the lower mountain, but 16 centimeters of snow in the last two days has improved and expanded the offering to eight runs off two chairlifts. In Banff, Sunshine Village had 16 centimeters overnight now 30 runs open but goats eye mountain and the ski out are still closed Lake Louise is opening its summit chair today and large chair tomorrow. 34 centimeters in the last 24 hours has skiing open on three mountain faces and Louise probably your best bet for the optimal skiing conditions in Alberta right now. Norquay received 11 centimeters overnight, has 16 runs open. Nefkiska, 15 centimeters overnight, all lifts running. Castle Mountain and Fernie both received significant rain the last day and are closed other than the beginning area down at Castle Mountain. Further into BC, Kicking Horse, Revelstoke, Panorama, Apex Alpine silver star and big white all open this weekend while sun peaks by kamloops opened one lift yesterday on limited terrain edmonton skiers have their choice of slopes with snow valley rabbit hill sunridge and edmonton ski club all open daily that is your snow valley how
1: about that 16 centimeters overnight all right skiers you gotta love it man get out there enjoy the slope so uh, we'll come back and uh ooh, dare to dream Sports fans, dare to dream. We'll tell you about the dream and how real it might be. Next on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 427, welcome back. How are you? It's The Gregor Show and Sports 1440, Oilers Nation YouTube. Thanks for listening and watching. We always appreciate it. Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. The Oilers did not skate today. They just had a little bit of film work and uh, we'll be on the ice tomorrow morning. Morning skate as they prepare for the Minnesota Wild who are taking on the Canucks tonight. So it will be the Wild's third game in four nights. And the Orders will look for their sixth consecutive win. The Orders win Friday and Sunday. Suddenly they're right back to 500. And uh, then they'll go from there. We'll see how quickly they maybe can uh, climb the standings. But that's you know that's a big NHL story. There's there's a pretty big story going on in uh, in MLB right now. As we go to the MLB report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home that no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace. Don't delay. Stay warm today at legacyheating.c.a uh, Our next guest you listen to him right here weeknights on Sports 1440. Of course, a host of the uh, Jason Smith show. Aptly named, uh, you put a lot of thought into like I did, Jay. It's great. Uh, great minds. Think alike, uh, of course, from, uh, Fox Sports Radio. And, uh, man, Shohei Otani, Jason, you've covered baseball. You covered the NFL a long time. Like, there really hasn't been a free agent frenzy like this. Like, maybe, I guess, since the LeBron decision. And that was an hour long show. But, like, c- can you compare this free agent chase to any other big name player in North American sports?
0: No, you know, it's it's a couple of things. It's unbelievable that the best baseball player that we've all ever seen, right? We've never seen somebody like this. Yes. I mean, my in my heyday, I was a pretty good shortstop, right? I could pick it. I could hit pretty well. But then they started throwing the curveball, and it, it got worse for me. But – I mean, we have Otani, who is who is just something doing something we've never seen before, and and here he is, and it's it's down to three teams, and and the information coming out is where is this guy going to go, and how is it going to tip the scales? Is it going to be the Dodgers? Is it going to be the is it going to be the the Blue Jays, which now is making a big run late? It's amazing, but at the same time, I go, this should be better. Like, as as sports fans, this should be like a big time for us to sit back every five minutes and say, where is he going? What could this possibly mean? Where is he going to go? Is my team in it? Is it not? And yet, because we get these stories of Otani, who, you know, his his people are upset if – uh it gets out that we met with the team and we can hold it against you if uh if, if it gets out that we met with your team at all i'm sitting there going okay well that lets the dave roberts and the dodgers out because they leaked it they met with them it lets the blue jays out because they met with him and i'm like why is it why is it happening like this why is it why is it happening under this this cloud of secrecy and 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 you don't want to upset somebody this should just be a huge big celebration and like as fans as good as it is, it should be even better. I mean, this should be the big front page story every day and where is he leaning should be like an hourly topic of conversation, but because it's done so secret secretly, I feel like we're losing out a little bit as fans.
1: Where do you think he ultimately goes? like everybody seems to think it's the Dodgers.
0: well I'll tell you if if he if he was gonna sign with the angel like i I think there's two situations. There's, does he go for a big six-year deal for $600 million? And it seems like there's a couple of teams that are willing to do that because when he first got hurt, I didn't know if anybody was going to spend that kind of money because it's, well, he's a great hitter. But you're really paying him to hit and pitch and he's not gonna pitch for two years. You going to know he's pitcher pitch for two years, so maybe he goes someplace for a couple of years, signs like for a hundred million dollars and goes for two years. That just I said he's gonna stay with the Angels. Right? He's comfortable there, he likes it there, um, he's gonna stay there. But now that you see teams that are easily saying, Yeah, hey, six hundred million, he's gonna go. And I think when it comes down to it, the Dodgers have been waiting for this for a long time. They stayed out of everything. Uh, over the course of the last offseason because they were saving their money for Otani. When it comes down to it, he's familiar enough. He'll be a big star. He likes this market. And if it comes down to it, it be, if, I'd say it's going to wind up being between the Dodgers and the Blue Jays, and I'm going to say he winds up picking the Dodgers. It just seems like this is this is something that fits a little bit, and the Dodgers are more of a known quantity to him just because he's playing been playing in the same market, albeit right outside L.A. for the last few years. He kind of gets what L.A. is about. It's easy to be comfortable in a place you have some kind of uh, daily working knowledge of. And it seems like that's what he likes. And he likes comfort. and He likes he likes being able to play where, where he knows where he can succeed. And that's why I think it'll be L.A.
1: For him to live up to the salary, he's got to get back to pitching and hitting, right? He can't just be a D.H. and get paid this much, can he?
0: Uh, for a couple of years, I think. I mean, you wouldn't think so, but all it takes is one team, right? Yeah. You know, all it takes is one team to say, hey, we got the money for you, Joe. Hey, come on. he will do it right here. Just takes one team. And and uh, apparently the team's saying, okay, we're, we're okay with knowing that for the next two years you're not going to pitch. But after that, you're going to pitch for us. I just don't know if he can ever w- – w- can you really count him to pitch again? Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, maybe, maybe. And this is what I think is going to wind up happening. He comes back and he's a closer. Because that seems to be what he's going to be able to uh, succeed at. Because you're talking about a guy at 29 with two big elbow injuries already. Mm-hmm. How much is he really going to have left? I mean, look at look at Degrom. You know, in Texas, is the guy ever really going to pitch again? Is he going to pitch more than 10 starts in the season? So I, I think eventually he's gonna wind up being a closer, which will be really bleep and exciting, man, having have him coming in closing out games. I mean, oh my god. So I think that's gonna eventually wind up being where his destiny is. But he'll he'll try to start for a while and then I think it's gonna be well, we want to be able to pitch to do both things, and maybe closing is what it is.
1: So he'll be in the dugout and all of a sudden does he, does he have to make the reverse sprint then from the dugout all the way to the uh you know, where he's got a warm up in the bullpen?
0: No, well, he he actually goes and warms up in the bullpen. Then he comes to the dugout. Then he goes back to the bullpen, and then he comes out (laughs) to the mound. After it's going to be a four thing. He's going to have to go all to go out to get him to come back for all the pageantry because he's got to get his music. Don't forget, yes, you know whatever music he's going to have as a closer, he's got to come out. So he's got to go all the way through, and it's going to be a really long thing. At least he'll get his cardio in. That'll be a good thing.
1: What do you make of Juan Soto to the
0: Yanks? Oh man, I'll tell you, I love it and I hate it. I love it, and I hate it. I love it because the Yankees are getting back to being the Yankees, and that's great because that's what baseball needs is the Yankees to act like the Yankees and not be a team that's back and says, well, we're going to practice fiscal responsibility. Yeah, the Yankees, you don't practice fiscal responsibility. (laughs) What the hell, man? This is where you go spend all kinds of money, and you try to get out a bad contract. They should have had seven guys like Giancarlo Stanton already. But instead, no, it's just him. So I like the fact they're getting back to the Yankees because the Yankees are more fun when they're this. I hate it because as a Mets fan, I just sit and watch the Yankees potentially have a great lineup now for the next few years. Because I'll tell you this there's no way they're not signing them long term. There's no way they gave up five prospects and, and, and a couple of really good ones. There's no way they gave up five guys to say, yeah, we'll rent you for this year, and that's it there's just there's just no way. I mean, I know the Padres wanted to trade and they wanted to make a move, but that's a lot to give up for a guy that you don't know if you're going to sign him. And as long as everything goes well, the Yankees are going to take a year now. They'll figure out a way to offload Stanton or something else or get, get out of some of the other money and free it up to re-sign Soto. They didn't they didn't trade to get him to have him just be a guy for a year and then he's going to go someplace else. So I'll have to watch him match at home runs at Yankee Stadium now for the next like five or ten years.
1: Yeah, I know that's probably fair. Jason Smith, John, just from Fox Sports Radio. Uh, the NFL, man, like, this is some of the best races we've seen at the top. Not just for the final spots to get in, but, uh, for, you know, for one through four seating, which, uh, which is huge because home, uh, field advantage in the NFL is a big deal come playoff time. So you look at these races and we'll start in the, uh, in the NFC. Now we just saw the 49ers absolutely obliterate the Eagles. And so I my, I my initials think is hey man they're gonna kill him. But the Eagles lost in the area where I think of their strengths, which is on the line of scrimmage, and I think they can play a lot better there. But you got Dak and the Cowboys scoring points for fun now. Who do you like today in the NFC?
0: Who you know, I, I want to tell you this. Don't bury the Eagles. Yes, Don't agreed. bury the Eagles. Look, the, the the Niners had a great game plan. And it's honestly the same game plan the Jets used early in the season. Two worst games that Jalen Hurts has had had over 40 pass attempts. Both of those were the losses, right, Jets and, and the 49ers. And the Niners did a great job of not allowing him to get outside the pocket and scramble. They didn't rush a lot. They didn't try to blitz to get him. They left him back there and made him, hey, you're, we're going to keep you being a pocket quarterback to stop you from doing what you do best, and that's being able to be a dual threat guy and make plays with your legs. So there was a great strategy. Now, A, not every team can do that. And B, you can figure out a way around that, whether it's more designed runs for Jalen Hurts to get the ball out. Uh, Getting Dallas Goddard back is going to be a big deal because he's been out since week nine. So don't bury the Eagles yet. You know, they're in the midst of a really tough schedule. I think they played Dallas like four more times before the end of the season. I think they've got three more games against the 49ers. It's just been a really tough run for them. And, you know, look, you're going to lose games during the regular season. Not every game is going to go. You know, we, we got to a point where we look at style points now for the NFL way more than we should when it's like, you know what, the great teams are going to go 13-4, and four, and they're going to lose a couple of games that you don't think they should lose, and they're going to lose by big numbers, or they're going to lose by small numbers. You wonder what's going on. That's just how it goes. So no, don't bury the 40. Don't bury the Eagles yet. The Cowboys our, Dak is on a heater, and it's awesome, and it's fun, and, and I think he's going to wind up winning MVP, and it's great that, that that Dak is that way, but the Eagles are still really good, and they're still going to be back in the NFC Championship game, and they'll probably be hosting it because, you know, the, the the 49ers had that bad run of losing three games. They may have one more loss in them along the way, so it's still going to wind up being in Philadelphia to have to win that game in January, and let's see if it goes the same as it did uh, you know, the other night for them. We'll see.
1: What about, you know, the Chiefs? You, you have, uh, the Ravens. Of course, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, if I'm them, I just sit him out this weekend and, and bite the bullet because I want him healthier for another week if he's close. Uh, that extra week, I think, can be a big difference. Um, who do you like in the AFC?
0: No, well, not the Jets. That's one thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I gotta stop watching football, man, because uh. my, the Jets. oh my God, it's just awful. Uh, I think I'm playing quarterback next week. If Zach Wilson doesn't work out again, this is the 11th time they've gone to him. I get to play next week, and I can't throw the ball more than like 15 yards anymore. So it's going to be a short-passing offense. Uh, look, everybody in the AFC has problems. They all have problems. The Chiefs' main problem is that forget about the fact that you look at what teams didn't go do at the trade deadline – the Chiefs absolutely had to go get a wide receiver. They absolutely had to get somebody to the deadline, but they thought we can make it work. We made it work last year with a group of, of kind of anonymous guys and Travis Kelsey will make it work again this year. But it's just not the same. Mahomes is not the same. Teams have figured out how to control their offense a little bit more. They needed to go out and get a wide receiver, and they didn't. And that's what's going to really kill them in the playoffs is that suddenly it's not going to be where, hey, when we need to, Mahomes can win a shootout. As we've seen so far this year, he can't win every shootout. In fact, he can win about half, maybe half the shootouts. So they're going to need a lot of advantageous stuff to go their way. The AFC is really wide open. Yeah, like, like I like the Ravens because they can win a game anyway. They can win a game if they have to run the ball a ton of times. They can win the game if they have to throw it. If they need Lamar Jackson to run the ball a lot, if they can rely on their defense. They, they kind of can win any game. So I would say right now I would default to them. But that's the answer that's going to change and the next, you know, be a lot over the next three, four weeks on to, to Christmas and New Year's everywhere else because you know maybe the, maybe it's not the Ravens in a few weeks, maybe it's somebody else. Maybe if Lawrence is healthy and he comes back, and the Jaguars keep ripping off wins, it's going to be Jacksonville. So that that's the that's the really tough one, man. So I'll give you the Ravens, but I'll say the Ravens for now.
1: Huh? It's interesting. What what would you do if you were the Chicago Bears at the upcoming draft?
0: Uh, disband. I would say that's it. I'm done we're done playing. It's been a great run. We've had a great run here. Everybody loves this. We're not playing football anymore. We clearly we're not good enough at it.
1: Is that so the Jets can get a higher pick? But no, but I mean in all seriousness like you keep do you, do you keep like the Bears there's all the talk you go you know, there's some young quarterbacks. But then there's Justin Fields. And now Justin Fields, the thing is, he's further on as his development, but we all know that he's then a lot closer to getting the massive deal. Well, he's going to need a massive deal. So do you do that? To me, it makes sense. Let Justin Fields play down the stretch, play very well, and then trade him because the Bears are a long way away from competing. Get multiple picks, build around your young quarterback, but then get better picks to surround him with better players than you did with Fields.
0: Yeah, look, you're going to wind up picking first and fifth or some kind of crazy stuff like that. You have you have a monopoly on picks in the top 5. And when you pick that high, you kind of have to take a quarterback. And they've tried with Justin Fields, and Justin Fields has talent. And Justin Fields is, you know, is a talented quarterback, but They're just not winning and it's not working. And so when you pick that high, you say, okay, we're going to take this pick. This is where Caleb Williams is going to come. We're going to get him. And we're going to be able to turn Justin Fields into something. Now, are we going to wind up getting a two first-round pick? No, we're not. Uh, But we're still going to get picks for him, multiple picks that are going to help us make this team better. And plus, the biggest thing is it's the restart on them on the clock to be a Super Bowl contender, because when you're not paying a rookie quarterback when we're not paying a quarterback, it's a lot easier to spend money and build a great team around a guy. When you have to pay the quarterback, it's more difficult because they're eating up so much money and uh, you know salary-wise. So the fact that, okay, Justin Fields, you need that contract, what are we going to pay him? Okay, now we're back at the beginning where maybe a rookie comes in and he's better and he's playing better right away and we're better as a team right away, and we have a four-year window to go really far and potentially get to the Super Bowl. So it kind of makes sense, but it's kind of the only thing that the Bears have to do. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make their decision in the last couple weeks of the season to guard against Justin Fields getting hurt, that he sits out. You know, hey, we're out of contention, we're going to do something else, because you don't want him getting hurt in the last couple of games and suddenly hurting his trade value. So that's kind of what I would look at, uh, the strategy for the Bears.
1: That makes some sense. Jay, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. I love listening to the show every night here on Sports 1440. Thanks for your time.
0: You, you, and you know, I got to tell you, my wife's family loves you. Absolutely loves you. Don't you want to know why?
1: Yeah, why is that?
0: Because last time I was on... We talked about Patrick Kane. And you said, Jason, you got to get Patrick Kane to your Hurricanes. And I said, yeah, Hurricanes. And we're saying, Hurricanes or, you know, Red Wings is my wife's family. They're all Red Wings fans. They're all Red Wings. I said, yeah, but, you know, my Hurricanes, my Hurricanes. You tried to manifest it for me. It was awesome. We didn't get them, which, you know, we need them. But the Red Wings got them. And, and they're, they're like, hey, I, I think you put, that out in, you put that out in the air. And it worked, man. Because nobody was saying, nobody ever said Patrick Kane. Uh, there to, And now it's working. So thank you. Because now Patrick Kane is on the Red Wings, and now they all think he's going to score three goals a game, and it's 2014, and, and they're all loving life right now.
1: Oh, well, big family of uh, Kane. Hey, the, I'm sure, uh, were you as excited about the game as Rod Brindamore was last night? <laughs> that was one of the greatest <laughs> in-game coaching interviews I've heard in a long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great, man. I love Brindamore. Oh, I love Brindamore. I mean, so like, it, uh, he is so He is fantastic. He is. Uh, it's, it's a cup-or-bust season. Yeah. cover bus right this is it right this is what it is finally we're the betting favorites i'm like okay this is awesome is it gonna work i don't know but okay this is it cover bus you' right
1: Well, go find a goalie go find a goalie
0: yeah 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 they've been they've been trying to make it work for a couple of years with a couple of different combinations it hasn't worked great but you know what like i said are we are we where we're going to be at the deadline? No. I, I think there's a big move coming. So yeah, we're not, I would don't agree. What need to get. We'll be ready to go. I would I'm agree. I'm not worry about that. I would agree for And congrats sure. on your win streak. Uh, you know, a couple more games. You're back at 500. season starts over again.
1: Yeah, for the oh, yeah. Order fans are a lot calmer now. Yeah,
0: that's good. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. It was, uh, <laughs> the first couple of weeks where I was like, oof. hey, man, we're barely as good as the Sharks. <laughs> this ain't good, man. Uh, no, that's a lot we better. Don't, we
1: don't bring up the Sharks in this show, Jay. The Sharks cost me having to grow my hair out for... Uh, well, it was six months until a five game winning streak, which makes it three. And when you have the Costanza slash Larry David slash Stubing, it's not a good look. Not a good look at all.
0: Okay. So Wow. You went back to Captain Stubing. That's yeah. it's it's good, right there. Yeah, man. That's, that's, know, right.
1: It's going all different age demographics, right? Got to cover all your bases. I'm digging. Yeah.
0: I'm awesome. digging that. Thanks,
1: man. Appreciate it. You got it, man. Have fun in Mothed Lawn. There you go. That's uh, Jason Smith uh, from Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to him uh, every night, uh, not every weeknight here on Sports 1449 until midnight. This show's pretty funny, man. That guy's intense. It's great. Uh, we'll come back. Hey, you know what's been intense? The bidding today on Month of Giving. We'll update you on that. we got five questions. Speck is by. And much more on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. How are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley. Hey guys uh who do you pay if you win uh uh oh you go directly to the uh, Christmas Bureau we are just the middlemen we help uh um, you know get the word out and I arrange all of the uh, packages but uh no when uh whoever wins uh cam on these deals then uh what happens is we get you in touch uh with the uh, Christmas bureau and uh you will pay them uh, directly we we try to avoid though uh we uh prefer no Visa because uh that's too much money that goes to the uh visa rather than the charity. So, uh check or e-transfer is uh usually what they have and they have an e-transfer set up. So, uh that's how it works for everybody. Uh, when we do the uh, Pyramid of giving tomorrow, it's the uh, the same thing. It goes uh directly and tomorrow's adopt a teen actually. So, uh it'll go directly uh through them. We don't of course, uh, we don't we're not a foundation, we're not a charity. We don't uh, touch any of the money. This is all for the Christmas bureau or Santa's anonymous holiday hamper, etc. Hey guys, that dayarne story can be to kids in minor hockey. Parents are always pushing for their son-daughter to play AAA, whereas it's often better for their development to play AA, play more minutes in situations rather than struggle at a higher level from Mortgage Mike. Oh, Mortgage Mike, man, you are bang on. All right, If your son or daughter is the 14th or 15th skater on a AAA team, especially if they're a first-year, You'd rather them go play double-A. They're going to touch the puck more. Their confidence is going to remain. I I think way too many people overlook the importance of confidence for young athletes because you lose your confidence, now maybe you start to lose your passion for the game and your interest for the game, and it's not as fun anymore. It's just how it is. So I would agree with people who think, well, you always got to challenge yourself. Why? You got all the time in the world to challenge yourself, right, when it's a job and you're a professional. don't have to challenge yourself at 11 and 12 and 13 give me a break right i always find that fascinating to me do you you know especially at the younger ages do you know if your child's gonna enjoy especially if it's uh for boy you think are you sure they're gonna like
2: one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes
3: nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt
2: until you tried it on same goes for your health care
1: Body contact? Are you hundred percent sure? What about their growth? Where are they going to be? But if they grow to five, nine at fourteen, and then that's it, they tap out. So I don't. Um, I I never. You, Colton Pareko. We can go down the list of players. That hockey is actually, if you look at the dynamics, it's still a late developing sport. Which means lots of the players come. Like now, you have the you have the kids like McDavid, but it, using McDavid's or first overall picks. Like look at Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Even Ryan Nugent Hopkins' family couldn't. He took a year off of hockey as a teenager, a year off. Think about that. He was a first overall pick in the NHL. He took a year off. So it's always a good reminder. It's not a sprint. Not a sprint at all. And the other thing is when, when your kids are eight, nine, 10, 12, 14, I, I think if it's their goal about the NHL, great. But the minute it becomes a parent's goal, it's usually where it gets derailed quickly, quickly. Um, our month of giving package from the uh, Glendale Coffin Country Club, uh, Doug has it or Douglas, I should say at 6,200. It's associate membership for the upcoming season. It allows uh, full access to the tee sheet, so you're teeing off any time of day, baby, all day, every day. Uh, in the summer, club storage and all the golf range, all the dues, are in- that's all included in your dues. You get the immediate family become social members. So that's for their outdoor pool area. It's awesome. And all the other facilities that they can use, dining facilities and stuff, it's a fantastic place. It is great. The outdoor facilities are amazing. The course itself is Delectable. It's always in great shape. It's challenging if you're a golfer. And if if you're, you know what, just wanting to learn to golf, hey, they got lots of pros and give you good lessons. It's a fantastic, fantastic golf course to be a part of. So uh Douglas has it right now. It's 6200. We are helping out the Christmas Bureau today. 833-401-1440. You can text that number or call and Connor will answer. Let's get to five questions now. Brought to you by... Our friends at The Brick, where you can save up now $1,400 off of uh, sofas, $1,700 on uh, sectionals, 25% off on home entertainment furniture. It starts tomorrow all through for the next 10 days. So some great deals leading up. If you've got a little last-minute shopping to do, you can do it at The Brick and thebrick.com.
3: It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, question number one. Great start to the season for Zach Hyman, currently leading the team in goals with 15. How many will he finish the year with? He's
1: got 15 goals, and now he's played 22. The Orders have played, uh, what, uh, 23 games because he, he missed the one game with the illness. So 15 and 22, which I think puts him on pace for like 50-some goals, which is crazy. Um He's on a heater right now. He, I'm going to say Zach Hyman scores 47 goals.
3: I like that number. Uh, I'm going to go a little lower. I think there might be a a dry spell in his future, but still very good season. I'm going to say 43 goals for Zach Hyman this year. Uh, question number two: Philip Roberg back down to the Condors. Uh, when do you think we'll see him back? You know, an Oilers uniform this season.
1: I believe he will be here when there is an injury. On the back end,
3: I'm gonna say, I hope not for a while. I I I hope the Oilers stay healthy and that's not an issue. And I hope he can just go down there, play games, play different situations, get the confidence back, and be ready to roll. So I'm hoping it's not going to be for a while. I'd like to see him overdevelop, as they say, and and be ready to go and hit the ice skating when he gets back up here. So I'm going to say it's not for a little while here. Question number three. uh, We talked to Sands with Bobby Ryan on the show earlier today. On a scale of one to ten, how hot is the seat for their coach, DJ Smith?
1: Well, it's a good question, man. So I would think it's cooled down. with You just brought in Jacques Martin to be the coach consultant. Like So let's say they lose three games. Well, let's get rid of the coach. Well, what the hell is your coach consultant doing, right? Now, maybe the coach consultant comes in, sits down, and realizes, man, this guy is just, he's way off his rocker on what his strategy is, right? Maybe how he's talking to the team. And so that's the thing I'm wondering here, because so much of coaching today is about communicating to your players, right? How, how are you, because systems, there's very few different nuances in it, but it's also how do you convey how you want your players to play the system that's what's important the system itself is pretty basic there's not a lot of new there's not a lot of new systems in hockey right most players have played some semblance of one so is martin gonna be in the meetings that's my question is he in the meetings just sitting there right it's like a, a you know you' you go to a classroom and there are teacher evaluators and they sit in the back of your class and then they give you feedback on how you're teaching. So to me, if you're going to have a coaching consultant, doesn't he have to be there and listen to how you're coaching, not just watching? So I'm going to say the uh, this the heat has turned down significantly now.
3: I'm with you. And, I mean, they, they've they got so many games in hand of some of these teams that are ahead of them. Uh, just looking at, like, the Tampa Bay Lightning have seven games in hand of the Senators. If, if they get on a heater, things can change very quickly for this team. And of the non-playoff teams in the Eastern Conference, only two teams have... Uh, a positive goal differential. They and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, I want to see what Ottawa can do. Like you said, they they brought in someone that might be the change they make. And if they get on a bit of a heater here, uh, they'll they'll make up those games in hand, and they could be right back in the conversation. So I'll say it's low. I'm going to throw it at maybe a three or a four out of ten. Uh, question number four for you tonight's over under Steelers Patriots on play Alberta thirty and a half points. Where would your money be going on this one? Because I know you don't like to bet the under.
1: It's thirty and a half.
3: Yeah. Holy cow.
1: (laughs) 30 and a half. So we're talking like a, if I, if it's like a a 17, 14 game, I win. Oh yeah. I I, got to take that. I got to go. I got to go. over. How can I not like 30 points? Like I know that there's some boring games, but you know me, see, and I'd be a sucker and it's probably the odds aren't great, but I would still go
3: over. If you took 17, 14, it would be over 30 and a half. Yes, so you'd get it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I saw the Patriots' offense against a Chargers' defense that isn't that good, and the weather wasn't great. But I, I just don't see how they're going to move the ball down downfield. I think T.J. Watt will have a very big impact in this game, slowing down the Patriots. It's going to be a brisk night in Pittsburgh. I'm taking the under. I just, I don't know. Maybe the Steelers find a way with Mitch Trubisky to put up some points, but I don't know if I see it happening. It's if you're heading down to the brew house, make sure you talk to Brandon, and he'll buy you a beer to make this game a little bit more interesting.
1: And he's out in Ellerslie
3: today? Ellerslie today. I'm going to head down, actually. He, he owes me. I got him a couple pizzas the last couple of times we oh. hung out, so I'm going to go down and hang out with him, too. So oh. hopefully we'll see people down there. All right. Uh, my final question for you, since it's Larry Bird's birthday, one of the great nicknames in the NBA, the Hick from French Lick, <laughs> which NBA player do you think has the best nickname of all time? You go first. Best NBA nickname? Oof. Ah, I
1: think I got a few, but I'll let you see who you're taking.
3: I mean, there's some of the classic ones out there. Um, you know, Slim Reaper was always a great oh, one for Kevin kidding, Durant and Eric Jordan. He
1: doesn't like it. That's what makes it even better. How could you not like
3: that nickname? He didn't me. like that. No, complained oh, about it. That's one of the great ones. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with another classic one, Doctor J. Simple, but Julius Irving. That, that's just a great name. Oh, yeah, no, like, like it's,
1: like, Magic, because he was, like, you know, that one's pretty good. You know, Air Jordan, it's not, not, it's unique just because he's taking so much air, I like it, but I, uh, I probably, I don't, I can't go with the obvious ones, but um, I'm going to go with Daryl Dawkins, just because that's the nickname that if I played, I'd want to be called Chocolate Thunder. Daryl Dawkins All right, Come on man Sick nickname
3: How about white chocolate
1: uh,
3: Jason Williams
1: Yeah <laughs> not, not as good man <laughs> Chocolate thunder Right just because Because um, uh, now I read up on it I got I can't I got to find it um, I'll try to find it here I'll find it during the break and we'll come back. Cause I remember reading a story many years ago about why he got that. And it sounded like he was kind of out there a little bit <laughs> in some of his thinking, but a, it's a fantastic nickname. But, uh, so I'll go with chocolate thunder. Mm, I like that one a
3: lot. So round mound of rebound. Also good. Oh, yeah. With Sir Charles.
1: Yes. Yes. No, that one's very good. Very good. Uh, we'll come back. Speck will join us. We'll also, uh, going to hear because, hey, Saturday night, it's Star Wars night. You can see Connor Declan and I there. Come sit in our section, section 122. Tickets are only 20 bucks. The Old Kings. There's lots of great prizes. We'll have some fun at the, uh, Star Wars game on Saturday night. And, uh, we'll be joined by the head coach of the Old Kings, Luke Pierce, coming up, uh, later on after the con, man. Sports 1440. Update brought to you by BIE, engineering specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com.